Let's give God praise and glory right there. Amen. Amen. Look here. Uh, uh, we have, God gave me two ideas this morning before I got out of bed twice this week. I'm talking about twice, uh, Friday morning and Saturday morning. Uh, God put something in my heart and my head. Uh, 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 how many of y'all have ever got a party invitation before? Anybody got a party invitation? You are invited, you know, uh, uh, respond so very, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, all that, you know, I, I have found out that word of mouth is the greatest advertising there is. And uh, uh, and I need you to get brother Dorgan. I need I need the handshake of music that you normally play for uh, 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 for my Sunday school class. Uh, get that ready in just a moment. We're gonna throw the devil a curveball. How many of y'all want to throw the devil a curve? Yeah, I like doing stuff like that. It just makes him mad and just tears him all to pieces. Amen. Uh, but I, it's Friday morning. I woke up and uh, God put it on my heart about getting an invitation, uh, just like a party invitation, uh, because that's what we're gonna do all week long. We're gonna enjoy the presence of God. How many of y'all been praying about our upcoming spring jubilee? Spring Jubilee. We don't call it revival. Uh, we don't call it any other. We call it Spring Jubilee. It's a time of jubilation, a time of rejoicing, a time where we can come, kick off our shoes, let our hair down, and just enjoy the presence of God. Because Lord knows we got to put up with the devil all year long anyhow. Amen. And this is a time we can come back, refresh, restore, uh, rejuvenate, re-energize, say amen revitalize, hallelujah. We can do all those things and uh, we want to do everything we can to invite everyone we can and this is what God put on my heart. Friday morning, before I ever got out of bed, Friday morning, he said, get these invitations made up and we did that uh, and challenge every one of our church members if we had every one of our church members to just give out 10 of these. 10 of them. If 100, we got more than that, but if just 100 of our church members gave out 10 of these, how many would that be? Boy, y'all quick on the draw. Amen. Y'all got a calculator in your pocket or something. Amen. How many would that be? A thousand contacts made for the glory of God. Now, I got to thinking that. So, well, Lord, you know, they might not know. But what about 10 people? I don't know if they know 10 people. But, you know, you know, you know how when God speaks to you, you always go to doubting right away. Well, Saturday morning, before I ever got out of bed, Saturday morning, uh, I, I woke up and, and uh, I couldn't go to go back to sleep and I just lay down. I was thinking about this, thinking about charity. I'm always doing it. It's, all, it's always on my mind. This is my life. And, uh, and I got to thinking about the 10 people. I said, Lord, what if we can't get 10? And you know what God put on my heart? How many of y'all remember a man by the name of Lot? Abraham and Lot. Lot was a nephew of Abraham. Y'all know what happened. Lot got tangled up in Sodom and Gomorrah there. Now, many people have said that Lot was lost, but he wasn't lost. Lot, the Bible says, was a righteous man. He vexed his righteous soul day to day in the place that he was at. But do you know what's the sad part about Lot's life? How many of y'all know Christians are the salt of the earth? Christians, saved, born-again children of God, their names are written in glory, uh, but we're not there yet. We are to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. What does that mean? We are to be influencing those around us. And the sad part about Lot was the Bible says that God, he promised Abraham, if I find 10 righteous people, I'll spare the city. But do you know, Lot's influence on that city was so bad, God couldn't find 10 people. And this is what God told me Saturday morning. He said, if we can't find 10 people to influence for the cause of Christ, 
we are doing a very poor job at what God's called us to do. I need a witness right there. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying this. We got, we've got a pile of them printed out here. Uh, not all of them that we're going to have, but I want you to, uh, 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 Brother Spence, if you and Julio will grab them right there and, and make sure and get them on the back table, and I need somebody to man that. Uh, Brother Dustin, if you'll, you'll find a volunteer to man that table back there to make sure little monkeys ain't grabbing them and carrying them off because these ain't real cheap to make up. Uh, uh, we want to make sure adults get these and, and, and teenagers are really going to pass them out, okay? And I want you to get these, at least pick up 10. Say, I'm going to make a commitment between, now we got three weeks, I'm going to make a commitment to find 10 people that I can give one of these out to. You know what you need to do? You can go to the Waffle House 10 times and get it done. Say amen. This, this past Friday, uh, Bo, you been hunting lately? We, we went Friday, done three, three in one night. Amen. My dog wasn't on every tree, but I was with him. Amen. So I'll count that. Eh? We, we went and then, and then got through. I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't even 10 o'clock yet. So we got so good of dogs. Where's Brother Mark? See in the building. Brother Mark, we got so good of dogs. We'll tree three before 10 o'clock and we can go to the Waffle House and get a hamburger. Amen. Well, anyhow, we went and, 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 and the waitress there, I said, I said, ma'am, I sure would like for you to come to church with me. Uh, 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 we've got a great church. You get to go to church anywhere and got to witness, got to invite and she promised to come. And he, what is that? That's a person I influence for the cause of Christ. You say, but what if they don't come? That's not your problem. Your problem, your, your job, your responsibility is to plant the seed. Somebody else is going to water it, but God is going to give the increase. Hey, we may give out a thousand of these and all thousand may not come, but God will bring others in their place to bless you going out and doing it. Church, say amen. Now listen, I want everybody to stand. I want everybody to stand. I know this is unusual. We're going to throw the devil a drop ball, curveball, slider. I mean, we're going to spit on our hand and throw a spitball at the devil this morning. Amen? I just, I hate the devil. Anybody with me on that? I hate what he's doing to families. I hate what he's doing to, to children and young people. And this is what we're going to do. Uh, uh, we, are, we are preaching this morning on the subject. Somebody said, preacher, well, we haven't. Now, I'm not knocking anybody that's got the early and the late and all that kind of thing. If you, you need that to have more room and so forth. But if you just do it out of convenience sake. Well, we go to the early service so we can get it out of the. Since when have we had to get God out of the way? In this, the Lord's day? Hallelujah. And we need to treat it. Anyhow, that's just a thought. Amen. Just a thought. Just a thought. And you say, preacher, you're, you're talking. We may have two services one day here. I don't know. But I promise you this, we're not going to do it so we can get it out the way. This is God's day. Amen. And here's what we're going to do. I want everybody, this is a challenge. I know this is a challenge. It's going to be hard for y'all. Chapter number 10. Hebrews chapter number 10, just two short verses. Hebrews chapter number 10, and uh, you'll understand why I did that about the third point, all right? Uh, very, very important, very important. We got to, we got to, we got to do something to, to have, have more family time. We need what we just done right here because uh, we're so rushed in this world as dog eat dog, kill or be killed, and, and we don't get none of this out there. And we, we, we just need this. Amen. We're going to work on that. We're going to work on that and follow the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number uh, 24. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 24. If you're at verse 24, say amen. The Bible, it, well, there, was, there was three let us's there. In verse 22, it said let us draw near. Uh, verse 23 says let us hold fast. Uh, and then verse 24, let us consider one another. 
Let us consider one another. Read verse 24 and 25 with me. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. You know what we were just doing? We were encouraging one another to love one another. We were putting out the right hand of Christian fellowship saying, I am your brother, I am your sister in Christ, I am in your family. I am for you, amen? Provoke unto love and to good works. Read this with me. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Read that last two sentences with me. And so much the more, say it again, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Dear Heavenly Father, I need you this morning. God, I so appreciate what you did with the young people. God, I appreciate the people that are putting their time and effort in that, that ministry. Now, Lord, I pray that you'll be with us, Lord. I pray that you'll, uh, uh, Lord, do everything that's necessary this morning. I pray that you'll encourage us, help us, and give us what we need. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to preach just a few moments on the subject. Let's go to church. Let's go to church. There's not a whole lot of churches that I'd want to go to, be honest with you. Uh, there's not a whole lot of churches uh, that, that's worth going to. Uh, you say, well, that's awful mean to say. No, that's just an awful honest statement. Uh, uh, good churches are few and far between. They're like good men of God. They're few and far between. Preachers are a dime a dozen, but real men of God are few and far between. Listen, let's go to church. I, I was praying and, and, and begging God for what to preach this morning and uh, uh, what to say all week long. I'm talking about from Saturday or Saturday, uh, Sunday evening until now, I've been praying about what to do in the service and what to preach. I, I was going to preach a three-point outline on those uh, three let us's because uh, that's some good stuff. Let us draw near. That's communion. He said, uh, let us uh, hold fast the profession of our faith. That's confidence in his promise. But then he said, let us consider one another. That's consideration. We need to consider one another, but God has gone a little different avenue. Amen. Uh, we, I was talking to Dr. Brown last night, and uh, he said that in, in his area, in the North Augusta area of South Carolina, he said his church is one of the only churches now that have a Sunday night service. You say, uh, uh, you say well, there's nothing sacred about Sunday night. That's true. I'm not, I'm not going to argue that fact. I don't think uh, there's any specific time. Some people have midweek services on Thursday. Uh, some have on Wednesday. Some don't even have it at all. And there's not nothing uh, sacred of that nature. Uh, but I want to I wanna read a verse to you. In Hebrews 10, it says, Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Not forsaking, not leaving it behind, not letting it go, not dropping it off, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Now read this with me. And so much the... We have gotten this attitude. We, 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 we have, whether it's... Uh, uh, whether it's the, the age we're living in, whether it's the times we're living in, uh, whatever it may be, that church has become a thing of convenience. Well, if we can fit it in our schedule, uh, if, we can, if we can fit it in our day planner, if we can uh, move this appointment and that appointment, if we can uh, move this hobby and that hobby, if we, can, uh, if we have time, preacher, we're going to be there. Well, I got news for you. He's the number one appointment. 
Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You say, well, preacher, I don't see why it's all that important. I don't see why it's all that necessary. I, I, I just don't think it's that big a deal. I'm going to come when I can, but I don't think it's going to hurt me none. I don't have to go to church to be a good Christian. I don't know how many times I've heard that. One, one old boy came to, to a preacher, an old man of God. You ever notice that the old men of God, they don't say a whole lot. But when they say it, they say a whole lot. They don't have many words in their sentences, but boy, their sentences told a whole lot of power. Well, this old preacher was sitting by the fire. He was sitting in his study, and he was sitting by the fire just staying warm, and, 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 and the young man came in there, and he began to say all the reasons why it wasn't necessary uh, for him to go to church, why it wasn't that important for him to be there and be faithful. and uh, all, I mean, just kept on and on and on. The preacher never said a word. The preacher, he, he, he just looked in the fire and you know them, them, uh, them, uh, what them tongs, that it's the tongs, it's the tongs that you pick up the coal with, right? Uh, spoon, say amen. The coal picker upper, that's what he had, amen. Amen. Well, he had them, he had them, them, them tongs there and he reached in, man still jawing, he reached in that, that fire and got one of them old red, hot, burning coals. I mean, it was just glowing in that pile and he took it out and he just laid it over there to the side and then folded his hands and kept listening to the young man. And he just kept on and on giving every reason, this reason and that reason. And, 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 and God is everywhere and God's out in nature and, and I can worship God and be, and he just kept eyeing that, that coal. He kept trying to, but he just, he was trying to explain his story, but the more he tried to explain, the more his eyes kept watching that coal. And you know what happened to that coal? Outside of that fire, it just get, listen, it, the, the glow just started getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. To all of a sudden, it wasn't even glowing anymore. And you could reach down and pick it up with your hand. Well, the old preacher, he was there, still hadn't said a word. He looked at the young man, he picked up the coal with his bare hands and dropped it right back in the middle of the coals. And it wasn't just a few minutes. It wasn't just a little while. Son, that thing started glowing around the edges. That thing, that, that glow started moving toward the center. And it wasn't long before the whole thing was a burning bright. The Bible said, we are the light of the world. Well, I'm here to tell you, if you get outside the lantern, if you get outside the fireplace, your light is going to go out. That old boy just turned around and walked away in conviction. He knew he was wrong. He knew he'd messed up, and the preacher didn't have to say a word. God said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. It's important to be in the house of God. I could understand if this place was dead and dried up. I could understand if it was cold in this place. I could understand if it was formal. I could understand if God wasn't around. But I'm here to tell you, you get to go to church where God shows up. You get to go to church where God God's presence is real. His power is flowing through this place. There's no excuse for missing the house of God. Let's go to church. I grew up in, and I know I grew up different than everybody. I grew up, I grew up where there was no question. When, when it came church time, Brother Mickle, there was no question where you was going. Uh, are we going to church today? That was the dumbest thing you could ever ask. The question was, you better get your, yourself out of bed early enough to get in there and be where you're supposed to be. Amen. Now, that, 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 this, is, oh, this comes second nature to me. 
and, 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 and missing just doesn't, it's not even, it's not even in my nature. So I've got to understand, and, 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 I, and I, I've, I've had people say, Preacher, you just don't know what I'm going through. You just don't know what, and I, I'm trying to do that, and I'm trying to, 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 to walk in your shoes, and I'm trying to understand your side of the thing, but I cannot get away from that verse. And I begin to say, all right, Lord, why do we need to go to church? Why, why do we need to go? To, why is it so important? Why is it so vital that we meet together? Well, I, I was reading, and there was one sentence, Spence, that kept coming out. You ever read something, it just, it's like a flashing light. And I mean, you keep trying to go to another verse, and, you, and, 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 and the one you want to get it out of, it's not happening, and you just keep coming to that, that, that one thing. He said, he said, don't forsake the assemblies together as, a, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the... Watch this. As you see the day approaching. And that just kept flashing in my mind and my ears as you see the day approaching. As you see the day approaching. Man, good night. I begin to study about that day. Listen, we need to go to church, number one. We need to go to church. We need to be in church. We need to be faithful because of the danger we face. I'm talking about saved folk. Church people, I'm talking to you. You that that claim to be saved and know Jesus. Listen, we face a danger. What danger? The Bible says, didn't he say, as you see the, that day approaching. I started studying about that. The Bible says, didn't the Bible say, in in, in the book of Timothy, in one of the letters of Timothy, he said, son, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Write this down, A. The danger we face is a fading affection. A fading affection. You know what the Bible says, Brother Donnie? The Bible says in that day, in that day, the day right before the Lord comes back, the day of Christ's return, the Bible says because iniquity abounds, because iniquity abounds, the love of many shall wax. Are y'all with me? The love of many, the affection one to another. What were we doing a while ago? We were loving on each other. We was encouraging one another. How many churches have you gone in and felt that? Seen that? You go in and sit down and everybody turns and looks at you. Like, who's this dude coming in our church? It don't take but one time, brother. The Bible says in the last days, and you're feeling it, you're surrounded by it. You're surrounded by ungodliness. You're surrounded by an anti-Christ spirit. You're surrounded by immorality. You're surrounded by iniquity. And the Bible says because iniquity abounds, there's so much of it, the love of many shall wax cold. Churches are getting so loveless today. They're getting so cold today. You know why? Because we're not staying around the fire. We're not staying around each other. We're not piled up in a fire. Listen, staying hot for Jesus. We need each other. The love of many. Uh, Let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. The Bible says, the Bible says that there's going to come a great falling away. A great falling away. The Bible says the mystery of iniquity doth already work. And he that now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. The he there is the Holy Ghost. The word let means to hold back. What are you saying? The Holy Spirit is holding back iniquity. Holding back the spirit of the devil. Holding back his movements. It's not. Listen, it's not that the devil's fighting harder today. He's fighting just as hard as he's ever fought. But there is a withdrawing of the Holy Ghost. There's a withdrawing of the hand of God. God is slowly 
literally taken his hand off of our country, off of our world. That is the mystery of iniquity. And the devil is having more and more influence on society. You look around. There was times when you went, you went to church at 3 o'clock. Nobody thought nothing of it. There was times when you'd have three and four and five week revivals. People just kept on coming back. Now listen, conviction was so real. Conviction was so heavy. I mean, revival was real, but not anymore. Listen, we were in a time of the Philadelphian church age. Some of y'all, if you are students of the book of Revelation, Revelation chapters 2 and chapters 3 are the seven letters to the seven churches and they depict the, the, the age of the church all the way from Jesus Christ saying, I'm going to build my church all the way to the rapture of the church and the last age, the age that we are in now, the Bible says is a Laodicean church age. It's an age of lukewarmness. They're not hot and they're not cold, but they're lukewarm and because you're lukewarm, I'll spew thee out of my mouth. The attitude and the apathy in churches today is nauseating the Savior. They're not hot and they're not cold. They're not in, they're not out. They're just kind of here. They kind of think everything's okay. Everything is lukewarm. Everything is a status quo. God does not want us to be lukewarm. He does not want us to be so-so. He wants us to be fervent for him. He wants us to be zealous for him. He wants us to be wide open. iniquity, the mystery of iniquity, the Holy Spirit, listen, the influence and, 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 and the, the holding back is slowly being taken away. And it's getting, listen, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, Hillary Clinton's an evil woman. And I've got a sneaking idea she's going to be the next president. Oh, no, you, you, you say what you want to. I believe there's a satanic influence behind all of that. Listen, I turn, I, I, I'm not one just to repeat what I hear. I'm going to find out. I heard she spoke to a, a, a homosexual a, 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 a rights a group, activist group. Uh, uh, I heard about it. So I researched it for my own. I've got it on video clip. Do you understand that she was the main proponent, the main enemy against the marriage amendment? Do you know we had some leaders in our country that wanted to stand up and say, let's make an amendment that marriage is one man and one woman. He said, I don't see the big deal. Let me tell you what the big deal is. Let me tell you what the big deal is. One day, Steve and Joe are going to come in my office and they're going to say, we want you to marry us. And I'm going to tell them where to go. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to go get a lawyer and they're going to bring a lawsuit and they're trying to bring legislation to make it a hate crime for you to stand and say, I believe homosexuality is immoral. I believe it's an abomination of God. I believe God is going to judge sinners and they're going to throw you in jail. Did you ever think there would be a day when somebody running for the, the office of the President of the United States would team up and hold hands with a sodomite group saying, hey, we want to have gay marriage. Now you tell me, you tell me that the mystery of iniquity isn't working. This world is so wicked. See, you keep spending time outside that fire. And you're surrounded by it. It won't hold an effect on me. Well, ask Lot. The Bible said Lot was a righteous man. 
but he vexed his righteous soul by watching what he did. His, his influence was so bad, listen, he did not even reach 10 people in the city he was at. Let's go to church because we're, we're facing a danger, a danger of fading affection. Man, I remember, I remember when Christians used to get along with each other. I remember, I remember the day, I remember the day when I would say no about something and they said, preacher, if that's the way you want to feel, hey, hey, I'm with you. I don't like it, but hey, here we go. Not anymore. They'll shout one minute and stab you the next. Fading affection. Listen, because iniquity abounds, the love of many shall wax cold. What did he say? Don't forsake the sin of good, but provoke one another unto love. You know why he said that all the way back then? Because he knew the day we're living in day, we're going to need that. I can't help it. I, the whole time I was studying this, I kept, I kept thinking about Charles and, and, and the little house on the prairie. I just couldn't help it. I just couldn't help but see the, 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 the image in my head as they're coming up to the church. They're coming up to the white church in the wagon. And they get to, they, listen, after church is over, they take the picnic basket. And all over the church grounds, there's blankets all over. And, and the chicken and the basket and all that. And everybody's loving one another. Well, we're not living in life. Listen, the little house on the prairie days. Yeah, but we don't need to lose the love for each other. And I guarantee you, the more you lay out of church, the more you miss. I know there's sicknesses. I know there's employment. But there's a whole lot of us could be here a whole lot more than we are. We wonder why we're having such bad problems. Listen, there's fading affection in B. Quickly, write this down. There's a falling away. Put that verse up for me, Brother Barnes, if you will. The Bible says... The Bible says in, in uh, I believe it's Thessalonians, if you'll help me with that. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, let no man deceive you by any means. For, for what? what? What did he say? What did he say? We need to be meeting more and more as you see what? That. Look here. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away. Falling away. I never thought I'd ever see the day when people are just turning from the truth. The word falling away, if you look up, it's where we get our word apostasy from. And apostasy means a willful turn from truth. It's amazing. Brother O'Neill, we can stand and tell the truth. Well, I don't like that. I, I, I like to get on, I like to get on Coonhound bloodlines and uh, or, or the message board. On the internet, you know, if you can't coon hunt, you can go talk about it, Amen. And prohound.com. I mean, and they'll get on their message board. And sometimes they'll get on there and say, I'm a Christian. And, 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 and the discussions you, you'll see is just incredible. And some of the things that I, I would, and one of them is I don't have to go to church. I can be with God out in nature and all this kind of stuff. And man, some of the stuff, and you could type in, the Bible says, and you know what the response you'll get? I don't. Falling away. Falling away. Listen, we better be careful. We need to go to church because of the dangers we face. Then number two. Number two. This week, Brother Barnes, tell them back there, this week we're going to get a new one of these. I'm tired of that ringing. Help me with that. This week. When? I I didn't hear y'all back there. This week. The dangers we face. 
And this is the this is a sad one. How many of y'all remember them little folks up here? We need to go to church. Not only because of the dangers we face, but then the dependence we frustrate. The dependence we frustrate. The word dependent. You got that up there, Brother Barnes? Look, I looked up that word. Read it with me. A dependent is a... Okay. Let's try everybody reading. Here we go. A... You know what? Before he ever said, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together, in verse 24, he said, let us... Is it 24? What's 24 say? Let us... All right. Let us... One another. Why did he say that? Why did he say that? Let us consider one another. Let's provoke one another unto love. Let's exhort one another. You know why he said that? And, and, and he went out of, you know, and I looked this up too. I looked up this, a colon. You know them two dots? I ain't the sharpest knife in George, so I had to look up Webster's, amen? A colon is a punctuation mark that brings in and, and, and chiefly to draw attention to the following information. He said, let us consider one another, broken to love and the good works, colon, a punctuation mark. What does it mean? What I'm fixing to say, you need to hear. In considering one another, it is vital for you not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Ha <laughs> ha. Why? There's people depending on you. A person who relies on my support. Do you know what? Do you know who you consider when you lay out of church? Yourself. You don't think about nobody else but yourself. You know what is so discouraging to a pastor? And y'all think, I know what y'all thinking. Y'all think, oh, he's just doing this to try to drum up attendance. He's just doing this because, uh, no. But I will say this. There's nothing more discouraging than studying hard all week long and having something you know that God gave you, you know that, listen, and, and if you think this is easy, I, I'll give you the pulpit any day you want it. Listen, it's like giving birth. I, 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 I would travail and I'd pray and I'd, I'd read and I'd study and I'd pray and, I, and Tammy would come and say, you got it? Yes, I, I, I don't think so. I, I, I'm... I, I know what God, but I, it's just not coming, and I just, and, and, and all of a sudden, wow, there it is. And you get so excited. You get so excited. You say, man, this is going to help somebody. This is going to change somebody's life. This is going to be a blessing to somebody. Here we go. And they don't show up. And we'll be up one day and down the other. 201 Wednesday. To the next, I'm just kidding, it ain't that bad. That's discouraging. Sunday school teachers that study and study and study, and then y'all lay out of Sunday school. God, we're dependent on you. Look, the Bible says, 
The Bible says, let's consider one another. Let's don't consider ourselves. Let's think about that other. Why? Because A, they are depending on my example. And please pay close attention. The devil's attacking my voice, but I'm going to get it out. I'll do the hand motions and Brother O'Neill can preach a while. Depending on my example. I can't tell you how many children grew up in church with an inconsistent attendance record. In and out, in and out, in and out. And now they're not in today. And you know what they're doing? They're following the example that they receive. You know why I'm going to go to church? All them monkeys that was up here. I'm going to be where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Listen, I'm going to be faithful to what God's called me to be. Why? Man, there's people depending on me. What if everybody was as faithful to this place as you are? What kind of church would this be? Look. Example. They're not going to do what you say. They're going to do what you do. I don't know what happened. I brought him up in church. No, you didn't. You had him there when it was convenient for you. You had him there when you didn't have nothing else going on. Listen, young people, young people are a whole lot smarter than we give them credit for. They can read in our lives what is important to us. And if God is important to us, it'll be important to them. I know ain't a lot of shouting, and I didn't expect a lot. Because this hurts. I know it hurts. My toes are bleeding now. But I need to be faithful because there's some people depending on my example. And this is even more important. This is even more important. There's people, A, or B, depending on my encouragement. Miss Diane, when I seen you, when I seen you in the in the in the in the roto room in there, whatever that is, uh, uh, coffee room, man, that just encouraged me. She's out of town this week; had to go to Atlanta, and 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 it just it's cool to see a smiling face. I mean, this is just it's great. Spence, I seen you at the gas station the other day. I said, Spence, hey! I was hollering. They didn't know who it was. That's cool, man. I see you, and it's my brother. You see them, you get together, and you say, wow, this is great. And then, look, the Bible says, let us consider to provoke unto love and to good works. And then it says this. Then it says, not forsaking to assembly yourselves together, as a man or some is, but exhorting one another. The word exhort means to encourage, to prime, to push, entice. Doesn't the Bible say, doesn't the Bible say, that I have a gift, you have a gift, and God places us all in this place to use our gift to benefit the other? Doesn't the Bible say we're to bear fruit? What's the fruit for? Not for me. It's for others. I'm to bear fruit to be a blessing to others. But if you're not here, somebody gets left out. Somebody... Missed out on a handshake. Somebody missed out on a pat on the back. 
Somebody missed out on, man, good to see you, brother. Boy, it's good to see you. You doing all right? How's it going, Joe? You feeling better? Flew over and everything, acted all up and got all the phlegm out. And you know that? <laughs> Feel better? See that? What if I didn't show up today? Nobody would have embarrassed him like this. No, he wouldn't have had that opportunity. See? Man, somebody needs you. How many of you? How many of you coming to church one time? Maybe not today. Maybe, it may have been today. And you was feeling lower than the snake in, in a wagon track. And maybe nobody in the world shook your hand but one person. But that one person meant the world to you. What if they hadn't showed up that day? See, we've missed why we're here. We've totally missed why we're here. Boy, the little house on the prairie is sure looking better and better. I've been in such a mode, I guess because I hear so much that I preach too long, and, and, and you know, other churches going by, well, we went by and y'all were still wide at it. Hee, hee, hee. Well, if you're as good as we was, you'd still be in yours. Amen. God bless you. Get to the restaurant and, and temple's always in the back of the line. I don't know what that means. You know, and 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 and, and I, we gotta do we gotta we gotta streamline things. Man, we gotta, you know, when I and God's looking at you, dummy. Here we are trying to streamline things and get things out. What, what, why, why, why are we here? It's why we're here. Number three. Listen, let's go to church because of the, the danger we face, the dependence we frustrate, and then B or C or three, one of them, the delight we find. The delight we find. Preacher, what is that delight? A, a firmness for my weakness. A firmness for my weakness. You can say what you want. And, and, and whatever, I, I can take it. I, if I can dish it out, I can take it. But you ain't going to come hear what you want to hear. You're going to come hear what you need to hear. I don't want to go to a place that's just going to tell me what I want to hear. Now, if you need that, you just turn the TV on. There's plenty of them doing that. But see, I know me well enough to know I need somebody to tell me like it is. Why? Because I'm weak and I need somebody to say, hey, straighten your act up. The Bible says, thus saith the Lord. That's what I need. I need somebody to get up there with a backbone like a saw log. Don't care. Don't care. I tell you what, a backbone will last a whole lot longer than a wishbone. And they'll get up here and say, this is what God said. The word of God says this. Listen, you can like it or lump it. This is what God said. This is what we need to be. We don't need to turn around. We don't need to change the Bible. We need to change our life to live according to God's word. Now, why do I need that? Because I'm weak. I know me. You're the preacher. Yeah, but boy. Mm -mm. I got weaknesses. 
And I need to go to a place that's going to say, hey, this is the deal. Not singing the Barney song. I love you, you love me. Let's just be what we want to be. You know that? That's never helped anybody. Now, how many of y'all can relate to what I'm talking about? But you step on our toes. If they're in line, they won't get stepped on. You know all these people right here? I've walked up this aisle 50 times. I didn't step on none of them toes. You know why? It's in line. The only toes that ever get stepped on is the ones that's out of, and they need stepping on. I need to go to church. Why? Because I go to a place where there's firmness. There's firmness. My dad, every time he whooped me, which was on a regular basis, He, he just whooped me so much, he just put on tape player and just played the tape for a pre-whooping ceremony right here. <laughs> Son, I'm doing this because I love you. I never believed him. The only reason I'm doing this is because I love you. He never did say this is going to hurt me worse than it hurts you because he knew it's a lie. Amen? And he preached against lying, so he wouldn't say that because he finna wore me out. Amen? But he'd always say, listen, I'm doing this because I love you. He didn't want me in the penitentiary. He didn't want me in the jail. He didn't want me in the principal's office every other day. He didn't want me to be a juvenile delinquent, some punk that didn't have no respect for authority, no respect for other people, no respect for life. I read in, I, I heard on the radio about a 10-year-old that had like 73 feet against him. Yeah. Somebody needs to take a belt and wear him out for about three months straight. And if he can walk, listen, he did it because he loved me. I ain't in jail. I'm preaching the gospel. I'm going to visit people at Children's Hospital. I'm, listen, I'm trying to help everybody I can. I, I love people. I care about people. You know, that's what dad wanted in me. So he was firm with me. Because he knew the Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. And sometimes I got to say things you don't want to hear. Sometimes I got to preach the word like you don't want to hear because we know that, ooh. The only reason I'm doing that is because of our weakness. I need to go to church because the firmness for my weakness I find. But then here's the deal I want you to write this down. There's friendship for my weariness. You know, Brother Meher, sometimes I just get tired. I just get tired. That's why God said, be not weary in well-doing. But you know, sometimes, you got to understand, living the Christian life, you're always against the grain. You ever notice that? You're always against the grain. Always. Everything you do is, is going against the current of society. Everything. How many of, how many of y'all have ever uh, uh, swam in the ocean before? Swam in the ocean. Everybody needs to swim in the ocean one time, at least one time. How many of y'all have ever, how many of y'all ever swam when there was a real strong tide, real strong? And they, and they have things called rip tides. And man, they'll pull you out 
faster. We used to go. We used to go to the beach when we was little, and and, and, and mom would always, mom would always say, "Don't you get no deeper than, don't you get?" So, brother Kenneth, we had a system. Me and my little brother, we'd lay in the water even if it was that deep, and we just let our neck show, and we just keep backing out. Because we wanted to get in the deep water, but we didn't want her to know we was in deep water because she'd whoop us. So we'd, we'd stay in that shallow water, and all she'd ever see was our neck. So she would think, well, that's what they've been the whole time, and we'd just keep sliding out. <laughs> sliding out. She'd say, hey! We'd stand up, and it's about to hear, and we'd get in trouble. <laughs> but we'd be out there, and we'd be sliding, and then all of a sudden, man, that current, that riptide, it comes up, and it'd pull you out, and suddenly you could swim as hard as you could swim, and, and, and it was still pulling the Christian life is a constant swim against the current. It is a constant fight. It's a constant going. The devil's fighting you. Listen, the culture's fighting you. The world's fighting you. Your flesh is fighting you. Your flesh don't want to get up and pray. Your flesh don't want to read the Bible. Listen, everything is going against you. Everything. Man, you just get... somebody, listen, somebody like Spence who loves me, he puts his arms around me and holds me up say, man, it's going to be alright I'm with you I'm with you hey, amen amen somebody like Brother Lawrence listen, he comes and he's working with them RU people and they'll see us, and boy, they'll see I'm, I'm down, they'll say, hey, we're going to do this thing together, we ain't in this fight alone we're together, no matter what happens hey, we're together we are, listen, we're not just a church. We're a family. We're a family. And I got to go because I need help. I need these fellas to help me stay. I need help. Listen, they're going to encourage me when I get tired, when I get weary. How many of y'all been weary before? How many of you come? You come to a church service and you had to make yourself come. You didn't want to come. I'm with you on that. I'm raising my hand. The other day, I don't want to go. Tammy said, get out of bed. I said, I don't want to go. She said, you got to. You're the preacher. <laughs> if I'd have been a deacon, I'd still been in bed. Amen. <laughs> I'm glad you're a better one than I am, Brother Mickle. But you know, you just get where you just... But then you come through the doors... And that choir gets to singing. And you get around all these folks and they're playing New Day Dawning and all these people shaking your hand. And Man, I'm glad I came. How many of you know when you, when you didn't want to come and you made yourself come and boy, when you left, you said, man, I'm glad I came. Let's go to church, y'all. Why? Because of the dangers we face. The day we're living in is so critical, it's so devastating, it's so evil. I need you to stick with me and I need to stick with you. Amen. We need to get you. Listen, you always had a, what, what do you, Brother Bo, what do you call them people that was, he had your back and you had his back. What, wingman? What, I, battle, buddies. battle buddies. Man, that's, that's a good, that'd be good for a title, wouldn't it? Battle buddies. Listen. He watched your back and you depended, your, your life was dependent on him watching for you. 
and his was dependent on you watching for him. Does the Bible not say we are to endure hardness as a good? How many of y'all know we're in a battle? Let's come to church and be a battle buddy. Let's quit coming. Let's quit coming with the attitude, I'm coming to get something. Come with the attitude, I'm coming to give something. I'm going to be faithful. Well, I want to be involved. Well, you got to be faithful first. You can't be here hitting and missing here and there and everywhere. And there. You, we got we got to know you you're with us. We got you got to be able to be dependent on. You know what the Bible says? Uh, uh, when you depend on a person that's unfaithful, it's like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. How I many ever had an employee you was really depending on them to get something done and they didn't do it? And you want to wring their neck? And you know, sometimes that's what the Bible compares somebody that's unfaithful to. Church, when you leave here, I want you to understand there's people depending on you. They're depending on seeing your smile. They're depending on feeling your handshake. They're depending on feeling your love and your hug and you're saying, hey, keep it up, keep your chin up. Everything's going to be all right. I am here for you. There's people depending on you. Listen, there is delight you can find in here. There's encouragement you can find in here. Hey, y'all, let's go to church. Say amen. amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for your blessing.